0: Uh, Welcome to the latest Love Sport Podcast. This is Paul, your host, joined by my fellow host, John, tonight. We're going to uh, go a little bit different. We're going to look at our favourite jerseys, a few other little things tonight. So this is the Love Sport Podcast. Hey, the troops have gathered round. It's John and I holding the fort. We've got a uh, non-COVID but slightly fluish John. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, man, and um, thanks for asking. I appreciate your, um, your kind words. Well, you are the co-owner of this show, mate, so it's all good. So if I go down, as we said, legally, you're coming with me. Um, now, we were discussing how potentially the best way to get COVID these days. What I find funny is that I go to a football game on the Gold Coast, Richmond playing Brisbane. They reduce the capacity to a few thousand because of COVID. Mm. Then they put us all in the one spot. Yeah. I, I It beggars belief, you know, it's, do you know what I mean? And so, they, okay. everyone going through one gate. They go through one gate. The only way to get to the train station, you can walk or they pack you into the buses. So, they, they go on about, you know, you need to check in your code, you need to wash your hands, you need to do this, that, and the other. They put you on a crowded bus, on a crowded train, in the one section, and they only let you out one gate. So, I don't know. It's, it seems a little bit weird to me, mate.
1: You know, it's hard for me to sort of discuss the, the rules because um, they mostly seem to have, most of the time, worked all right for us and us But, um, you know, it's a bit like people don't go to church. I mean, we've got a lot of old people in there and, yeah, We've got like yep. four doors you can get out. But it, to actually be able to open a church because it seems a high-risk place, they can only have one door open. I don't understand it. So you know, everyone's ch- the, even if there's not a big crowd, um, by the time the oldies sort of mill through, it's like trying to get off a plane. Mate, it's the same, same, as, uh, same as our church. You've got one way in,
0: one way out. So you know, it yeah. takes one person to cough, doesn't it? But say, yeah, mate, look, was... we're going to look at some jerseys and stuff tonight. We're going to look at some docos. But I did want to touch on the... Um, uh, the British open mate, because someone without any fanfare, he's played in eight majors, uh, four under round to finish it off. 15 under,
1: uh, Morikawa. What did you, did you watch any of it at all? Mate, to be honest, I didn't see much of it at all. I read about it. Um, I, I probably should have got up and watched it cause oh, I love Jordan Spieth. He's one of my favorite golfers, um, sports people actually. Um, and he didn't hold on, which I was disappointed about, but, uh, this kid's now won, you know, two of his first, two of his first career. Isn't it? Isn't he going for a, what do they call it? A career Golden Slam or something where he's he's, he's got a chance to, to actually win um, all four of the majors in one calendar yeah. year or something. I don't yeah, know what it well, is, but not but, a calendar but, um, year in a in a in a twelve month space or something. In a twelve month space,
0: yeah. And and look, people people think he's boring and everything. I just think he's really <laughs> steady. He's um, you know, he seems like he's got a really easy swing that. It, it, I don't think it'll break down too much if that makes sense. Like it's just nice and compact. He's putting, not the greatest putter, but hey, two majors in your first eight,
1: I wouldn't be complaining. Speech- there's a lot. Spe- there's a lot of things. There's a lot of things in play though, because I remember when Jordan Spieth was kind of in this same zone at the start. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <coughs> pardon me. It takes a long time for um. Uh, it's a very difficult time for them. You know, um, you've got that sort of that you know, clear-headedness of youth. But in yeah. golf, you need to have one slight thing change and suddenly it's done. So we just see how it goes. Because, I mean, they're still waiting for Tiger Woods to go past Jack Nicholas. He was supposed to have done he, that about a month after he had his, um, one of his hookups at the, at the Australian Open in Melbourne. <laughs> but <laughs> we say it, I mean,
0: you're one injury away from your career being over, aren't you? So you, until you've uh, got the record. Um, I, I think the guy that's really interesting, uh, I always get his name wrong, the, the um, South African uh, Usthausen I always get his name wrong Apologies I pro- Yeah I mean People people bag him Because um, he's not winning more majors But uh, And he apologises for it But I, I'm sure he's won one or two already um, A
1: couple of times I'm sure Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and you know He's won 20 odd million dollars worth of prize money Or a bit more um, I don't think People need to feel too bad for him he doesn't feel bad for himself He feels he's letting people down
1: it's literally impossible to win all the time in golf. Absolutely. And and people and look, I mean, I'm sure there's no one listening to us who thinks that that should be the case. But uh, I mean, come on, I mean, um, it's just not going to happen.
0: No, exactly right. Look, a pretty uh, Cameron Smith um, was our tied for thirty third. He had a shocking last round, unfortunately four over. Um, and um, but you know, still. You come 33rd in an open, you haven't done too badly. Did you see any of that? I mean, you said you didn't really watch it, but I love the way it's set up. They had, um, you know, an old lady had her own little kind of like, I don't know if you'd call it a hut, but she had a, her own little viewing platform, and yeah. she watched all four rounds, um, sipping away at whatever she was drinking. I thought, God, character still is in sport, isn't it? Like, I
1: know, you know I know, why I didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I was, I was literally as sick as a parrot. I, I didn't even. I only half realised it was on because I was kind of in this funk of um, <laughs> being isolated because you have to get isolated. Yeah. Tests, and not being able to leave a room, being bored out of my brain and then uh, and then try to knock myself out to sleep at night. And uh, it just didn't work out. I probably should have watched the whole thing given the way I felt. Well, I just think it I'm sorry that you aren't feeling well. Um,
0: but, you know, it's just... It's it all was, right, man. It, I'm coping. It, honestly, it was... Royal St. George golf course, well done to you. It was a fantastic tournament. Um, The only thing I do have to touch on, mate, is something that we kind of, you flagged a little bit more than I did, but Richmond um, threw one of their last punches and beat Brisbane on the last Friday night. um, And Dusty out for the rest of the season with a split kidney. Um, And just some ridiculous comments by all supporters. I thought it was a really hard contest. You know, three players went in for the ball. And you know, obviously, uh, Robinson's a, a, as tough as they come. And uh, Dusty would refuse to actually bend over. It was when he thought the cameras were off him in the uh, change rooms that he actually went down on his knees and didn't get back up. So I just thought it was a really fair contest. And anyone calling people names about certain things, just grow up. I mean, it's what we want to see in footy: is guys go hard for the football and have respect for each other. And uh, I just, yeah, thought it was a strong contest.
1: Well, they're Um, competitors, aren't they? Because, I mean, the last time they played Mitch Robinson, really, um, he's one of the few guys in the comp who can go with him. Yeah. No, it was. Look, it was. And and it was a fair contest of all, as
0: I said, all three guys went for it. It looked a little bit innocuous, to be honest. And that's what happens. Mm. Um, Look, so... I just just want to clarify
1: on Louis Oosthuizen, mate. Oosthuizen, um, yep. He he won the British Open in 2010, but he's actually finished runner-up in every major championship.
0: And, and see, that's probably what it is. And if he came third, fourth or fifth, no one would comment. But yeah. because he's he's doing he's right Greg up, Norman. We, and, and Greg Norman, yeah, he had a shocking career, didn't he? He had a brilliant mm. career. Um, just great to see DeChambeau down there. Um, I'm glad he didn't win. Um, yeah. But the other side uh, of the weekend, and we won't make this political, is I don't think we should be getting surprised with racism in sport. Uh, you know, like there's this big outcry, and I'm really happy that clubs have come out. I'm not talking about Liz Cambage, our one of our faves who's shown her true colors. <laughs> oh, um, my goodness! But
1: you want to have you, you got to have you have to look if you are going to put yourself up as some kind of a modern day saint when it comes to social issues, you need to have your stuff in a pile. and you better well, be clean. She doesn't, and as I don't know about you, but there's not one part of me that believes she's out of that tournament because of mental health issues.
0: Well, I think she is in mental health issues now because they're, they're yeah, the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, so you put yourself in a stupid situation and, of course, mental health comes into it. And for anyone who does listen to this show and who knows me well, um, obviously it's a big part of, of my life and, and my history, not necessarily myself. So we're not making light of anyone. I just think that when, and we've said this from the very beginning of relaunching this podcast, that we understand that people have mental health issues. With COVID, it, you know, it's exacerbating it. But don't use that as you get out <coughs> hard when you've done the wrong thing. You know what I mean?
1: Like, I think that's what we're saying. She couldn't play the race card, so she got the, uh, the mental health card out. And sadly for me, that seems to be a little bit of a pattern that's developing across several sports these days.
0: Several sports and, and and in working life and, and personal uh-huh. life and stuff like that. And and we won't go on about that too much because there are absolutely legitimate people going through those things. And, and for those in extended lockdowns, you just said that it was really hard for you to not be able to do anything on the weekend. People all around the world in absolutely extended lockdowns. So we feel for you.
1: Mate, definitely. I think on that note on mental illness, though, I do think that what she, the kind of way that she's just... Grabbed it and said, "Oh, that's what I'm going to say." Yeah. it really diminishes. It diminishes the struggles that other people actually have, and and that's people within sport. Like, it, she's, you know, let's, let's not beat around the bush. I mean, she has been lifted and laid into positions of, of, of amazing positions that other people could only ever dream about. And let's not get this wrong either. It's not just her that's done it. There's a there's hmm. a whole litany of people throughout her time at school and then as, a, as a, when she's learning how to – her coaches, support team, the, t- this, the, the families of other players who have all invested in that person's future and, mm. and also the country itself that she lives in directly, you know, with money at um, different academies and stuff like that and send her here, there and everywhere. And I just think the way she's carried on for a couple of years is a disgrace. And when we couldn't have said it any better than what the other basketball players said, and I'll bet they were cheering when she left.
0: Well, the thing is, she's a brilliant basketballer, and that's um, that. That should be, you know, it's not an excuse. And and yeah, I'll leave it at that, mate. I, I don't have too much more to say about her. It, it, it just <laughs> Liz,
1: Yeah, good. Uh, right. Well, we weren't going to talk about it, were we? I no, we weren't. We all all right. All, it was Let's thought. get on to the mate, um, the, the Kuwaiti we, World we, family.
0: Uh, fantastic! Love them, um, <laughs> mate. I'm telling you now, we're going to talk about some jerseys. But the Villa, yeah. a, a, the Villa away jersey that just about the release is absolute <laughs> ripper as well. I'm for the first time in years, I'm yeah. excited about my team's jerseys. Now that's that's an uplifting thing. I know I brought it up last week, but they they released the home one, but the away one is white with uh you know the claret and blue, and it looks fantastic. I'm so
1: so happy. I'm just bringing it up now. and Have a look at it. Obviously, I didn't look up their stuff straight away. Uh, well, it's sort of a light, light blue, isn't it? Yeah, there's a light blue, and there's a there's going to be a white as well. Oh, the it? straight white one with the yep. um with the claret on the sleeves. Yep, on the piping. Yeah, we have um,
0: uh, and you know what it's like. You you, you love your jersey. It's Jews a bit like as that as Austria well.
1: kit, the Czech Republic and Austria
0: kit from the um, Euros. Nothing wrong with that. Might some. Um, Give us a couple of your favourite jerseys of all time.
1: Oh, you know, it's a toughie. It's a toughie. uh, Look, I know what my favourite, you know, and I'm. You have to think. You're going to do about this story. You got to. You got to steer away from your own clubs and that, because it's too easy to say, "Oh my God, I love this. I love that." I agree, Um,
0: and I'm sorry about the Villa ones, but honestly, I've bought mm. so many Villa ones in recent years that I've just gone. eh.
1: But this has really
0: got me going, so I had to bring that up.
1: I like teams that hold on to tradition and, and keep stuff that, you know, is, um, you know, yep. is something that runs through the club full time. So the first thing I'm going to mention is, and it's an away jersey, but it's an away jersey that I think actually says more about the club than their actual awesome regular jersey. Because when they're mm. in it, it usually means something big's happening for them. That's Arsenal's yellow, classic yellow oh, shirt. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I I'm, I'm, loved that in the cup finals. And um, you know guys like Frank Stapleton and Alan Sunderland and Graham Ricks and Pat Jennings there with his little tight green top on and um, and the days when it was you know you get up for Wembley and it was freezing cold like it is tonight and the old Wembley when they marched out and they had to, I love that jersey and I loved it with the um, blue shorts it looked great.
0: Mate, I, I'm, I'm going to say captain. Let's jump all over with <laughs> our jerseys and stuff because I I agree with you. Let's not focus on our, our own clubs. There's a jersey that. Um, kind of called out to me when I was young, but the team never grabbed me. I always think the Pittsburgh Steelers jerseys are strong, home and away. I, I always think they're real. I know the Green Bay Packers are iconic, the Green Bay Packers jerseys iconic, but I think the Steelers one—it's so simple.
1: Yeah, I love the simplicity like, of it. Yeah. Oh, well, look. Um, one of the great things about the NFL, and we said it many times, is that for most of the times, the jerseys don't change. No. Uh, and they, they a little bit here and there, but. You generally get what you're getting. Um, you watch Nike really trying to manipulate that a little bit at the edges. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's hasn't been – I don't – I struggle to look at what Nike's done with NFL jerseys and go, geez, they I, geez, I really improved that one. Um, so I don't really like what they do with them, but still the Steelers, yeah, for sure. Um, I was really taken by uh, – recently I saw a – Throwback John Elway orange jersey for the Broncos. Oh, yes. They were good. fantastic. And I like just, you know, when I've just got the, the this and that, um, if I'm going to take it, I'm gonna only going to take one from different places. So I'm going to go for Cleveland Browns.
0: I, I just, knew you were. I knew you were going to do that.
1: <laughs> I adore that color combination. I don't think it works anywhere else. I can't think of anywhere else where I think, my God, I've got to get brown. Yeah. But the brown and the orange is just so beautiful to look at. And um, I've got one and it's one of my absolute favorite jerseys in my collection. And it's the only jersey other than the Packers one that I'll actually ever put on from my NFL jersey. I've got other ones. I don't wear them. Yep. Um, But I love that jersey. Well, you know, I'm not allowed to talk about my own teams because I would bring up
0: the traditional Mets and Rangers tops because I just love the fact that they're a similar kind of branding. But if you want to talk about the the LA days um, of sport when, um, let's call it Gangster Rap because it was, Gangster Rap and the Oakland Raiders and LA Raiders (laughs) and... Um, but the LA Kings went a similar kind of branding, especially when Wayne Gretzky was at he, in his prime. Yeah. Um, I love those jerseys. They've now changed your emblem. And I reckon it looks absolutely horrendous. It's an LA. I hate it when they do that. It's an LA on top of a, a crown, right, to represent the Kings. And it used to be Los Angeles Kings, like in big silver riding on their black jerseys with white sleeves. Yeah. Absolutely love it. And if you get a chance, mate, bring up their new, new jerseys, and you tell me they're not insipid. Have a look if you've got if you got your uh, got your iPad or anything in front of you at the moment.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get. I'm looking at your jerseys. You bring them up, so uh, it's L.A. Kings, yeah. Yeah, mate. Yep. It's usually look black and white, eyes. isn't
0: it? Uh, black and white, but then a silver yeah. sometimes a silver emblem on the front, right? Um, and I think that throwback, and you know Wayne Gretzky wore it, and now they've got L.A. Yeah over the top of a crown. Why would you break an iconic yeah, jersey?
1: Yeah, it's pretty boring. Um, maybe, you know, I think at the moment, the LA market's getting pretty hot. There's a lot of competition there. Um, yeah, maybe I... I think they want to say, oh, you know, we're part of LA, we're this or we're that. I can only imagine that's the only thing that... Look, the NHL jerseys usually are great because they don't change so much, but they've, they've moved them around so many different places that, you know, yeah. they're playing in the deserts and stuff like that. Not They don't really... I, I prefer the older and if, and I like the old NHL jerseys. I probably like the um, the Flyers one. I love that. Um, yeah, the the Philly Flyers
0: is great. Yeah,
1: I like the I, like the old I have, Oilers the, one. It's good.
0: I, I agree. I think the uh, the and look. If I buy a um, if I buy a Rangers jersey, and I'm not like I am a Rangers fan, but I'm not like a I shouldn't say fan. I almost I don't even know what you'd call it. I will watch their games if they if I come across them or they make the finals, but I'm not religiously mm. looking at their results. Um, but their throwback jerseys are fantastic. I, 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 I think hockey's hockey's thrown away some of their traditions, like a lot of sports, and I can't stand that LA Kings top now. But anyway.
1: Well, you don't need to buy one, so that's good news. That's one you can save your money on. <laughs> Mate,
0: absolutely. Look, for me, um, if we're going to go football, uh, the world game, I always thought the Dutch tops, the simplicity of the Dutch tops were fantastic, and I love Ajax's tops over the years.
1: Yeah, well, I was looking at them too, and I was thinking, oh, you know, I, I looked at PSV and I looked at Feyenoord, and I, at, I was like, hey, they all playing in red and white. Yeah. Um, so no, I do. I, I like I like the Dutch tops as well. I love the German ones. The um, German. So my tri- second, yeah. My, my 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 other football ones going to be, um, Mönchengladbach. and Gladbach, oh, and they've nice. got a whole heap of awesome throwbacks, um, whether you know they've got stripes or, or um. But you know, it's it's when they just go clean. Um, what year is this one? Nineteen seventy-three. Oh. That German cup final. Oh my goodness. That looks fantastic. Um, yeah, but yeah, I like Munch and Gladback. You know, it looks like New York Cosmos. I think oh, we used to yes. talk to Sean on this show. Um, he 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 was always a fan of um that sort of Cosmos jersey as well. So um yeah, beautiful, man. Absolutely beautiful. What? And a, and a great old symbol, B. That's it. Love it. Yes. Yeah, I I've gotta
0: say that um over the years. They've had some of the best and some of the worst. Like, it's a real – they don't go half-measured. But Wolfsburg, they'll either have a brilliant jersey or an absolute shocker. They had one um, that was black with really b- bright green. And you uh. think that wouldn't work. It looked absolutely brilliant. But some of them are horrendous. They'll have, like, big X's on it. and So they, they don't know – they don't do it halfway, if that makes sense.
1: Oh, I know. What about St. Paulie, man? Oh, yes. yeah, Their, their jerseys look awesome. And they're brown and orange as well. Which you, you wouldn't think would work, would you? Like, if you're an artist, nah.
0: brown and orange, unless you're doing landscapes for Australia or something. But, <laughs> yeah. um, Fantastic. look, I used to love a lot of the Italian. Over the years, I love some of the Italian jerseys. And it was when they were the thicker material. <clears throat> um, but, and, and, and everyone could go, oh, yeah, you, vale, or You could go AC Milan and all that. But I'm always looking at the different kind of, you know, I don't have particularly an Italian team. I've owned a lot of jerseys, but I don't have an Italian team. I'm not sure about you.
1: Oh, I think if you look at uh, Italian, Italian jerseys, I really, really like. I've got quite a few, I, I but I do have a special spot in my heart for the uh, um Nintendo Fiorentina jerseys. Oh, uh, yes. They, that, they look what, awesome.
0: I tell you what, I don't know why more clubs don't kind of <laughs> go that colour, to be honest. It's a pretty special colour. It's a, it's quite distinctive, isn't it? That that purpley kind of colour.
1: Yeah, it's, it's something between a really royal purple and a, a kind of a mild uh, and a dark blue. But it's, it's brilliant. Oh, I love a, it.
0: Spot on. Good call. I'm glad we didn't. Um, just for anyone who is listening, um, we haven't run any of this past each other. Um, no, at all. So I kind of really love that, mate. I tried to think of AFL jerseys I loved and. I've got to say, I really struggle with it. I think anyone who knows me is going to really hate me for this. But I think the traditional Carlton jersey, the really dark navy blue with their traditional emblem on the front, used to be a fantastic football jumper. If it, and I still think it is. It's if one we're of talking the best jerseys in world sport. I absolutely love it. I, I love the fact that you know stood by the emblem, and it's that real dark, strong colour. You see someone wearing that jumper, you know who they follow. And people might say Richmond, but I, I don't find Richmond's jumpers inspiring. I'm, ai actually love their training jerseys that have the like a tiger emblem or a tiger on it or, or you know, uh, scratch marks. I don't, nah, I, don't I hate
1: that. I hate that. I know, you, of, might, uh, I know you might. I know you might. stuff.
0: I know you might, but the, the, it's pretty boring for me to spend $120 on the same Richmond jumper every year by the same token. So I, if I am buying new ones these days, I'll buy some of the indigenous ones because those designs are absolutely mint. Not every one of them, but this year's is the best Richmond one I've seen. So uh, the best indigenous jersey I
1: saw for the Lions was a few years ago when they had the one that mm. had the, the color of the sun, the sun, I don't know whether it's a sunrise or a sunset coming up over, um, you know, from sort of dark blue to to the, maroon or from the, Maroon to the dark blue top of the jersey. And oh, looked great. yes, yeah. Um, it looked really good. Um, I, on that note, um, yeah, you know, I'm, not, I'm not going to pick the team that I like. And I will say this. I do not understand why the Brisbane Lions as an organisation refuses to use ever Brisbane Bears stuff as their throwback or away jersey. Yeah. And they don't sell it and it would walk off the shelf. It is. It is a little bit strange. I'll tell
0: you a jersey I have bought before, and I've never watched any of their games ever. And it's the University of Mexico, the Pumas shirt. National oh, University. Like. Of Me- oh man! Honestly, some of them are. That actually has a big. It doesn't look like a puma. It looks like a bear. If you get a chance to have a look. But uh, it's. I have bought a couple of them over the years. Not because I follow the club. I just like the jersey. I don't like them now because at the moment I think they're Nike. And I am not the biggest fan of Nike jerseys.
1: In college, uh, I love the Notre Dame outfits. Oh yes. Good call. Fabulous. Um and I love the you know, I love the helmet. Um, in football, flamingo in you know, if you want to find great looking jerseys, just go to um, South American Club Comp. And get the traditional old ones like Flamengo or um, yes. Pal- Palmeiras or or um, anyone you want. Like um, Vasco de Gama, they all look fantastic. Well, can I go to college for a
0: second then? I don't know yeah. why. I think it's because um, I met a guy who um, was a play development person from but Oregon. Um, mm. It's not so much their jerseys. I don't mind them. I think they're really innovative. absolutely love their helmets. Uh, it's it's a helmet I'm definitely looking to buy. You know, I I don't Ducks just buy Jerseys. Yeah, is that is that the Ducks one, the green one? Yeah, 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 with the with the big O on the side. I just think it looks really good, man. I don't know. Um, I won't be buying tra- that. I gotta say, I, I, I like it, but I'm not I don't have a college team. Um but I don't mind I don't mind the traditional USC top either. The red and yellow looks really <laughs> I think looks pretty mint with mm-hmm. the yellow on the sleeves. Um, they're the Trojans, aren't they? Sorry, I just went blank for a second. Yeah, but they yeah, are. I love those jerseys as well. And college jerseys, if you're over in America, they're quite good value.
1: They Pick are, good, um, and they're still made by different um, companies. Well, that who knows how long that'll last with
0: the uh, new college uh, college rules, right? Yeah, that, that's true. That's a story, as I
1: say, a story for another
0: day. It is a story for another day, mate. So any any, I mean, we could do, and we will keep keep coming back to these. Any other sports? Um, well, I've, I have to
1: look at rugby league. Got a good you know, and you'll have to. We're uh, yes. I mean, obviously, in Australia, I'm not a I'm not a fan of the Roosters, but I love the fact that they've always kept their classic jersey, and I think it's easily the best looking jersey in the NRL.
0: Well, for me, and I think I said it to you last week. It might have been off air. I love the traditional North Sydney Bears jersey. I think that's yeah. one of the best it's ever been.
1: Indeed, and um, yeah, sailor V. That's a shame that's no longer there.
0: Absolutely, hundred percent, hundred percent. But I, I absolutely love that. And it's one thing about the team I follow that I can't stand. The Melbourne Storms. Some of their traditional jerseys have been amazing. This year's is an absolute stinker. Um, I, I, you know, I buy a million jerseys, right? I am not buying this one. Sorry. You're going to, you're going to put, put that kind of, it looks like a $10 piece of crap. I'm not buying it.
1: Who's making them? This is a Puma. Oh, I don't even know. That's
0: how bad I'm going this year, mate. I have no idea. Um, Puma's making, Puma's making Richmond stuff, right? And I I keep going on about my own teams. I will say this. And if I get sued, it's the truth. So I can't, you know, what are you going to sue me for? a um, I, I wear polo shirts a lot more than I wear jerseys if I go to games and stuff now, right? Mm-hmm. I, I had a Richmond jersey for three three weeks. I always wash my stuff inside out. I do it on gentle washes. Everything bloody hole in it. I can't stand uh, modern. Mate. I can't stand our modern clothes, man. I, you know they're made on the cheap and they charge us a fortune.
1: I I've said before, and where I stand on Puma is purely this. Um, I haven't bought a Newcastle jersey since they swap from Adidas.
0: Mate, I'd love us to pick up Adidas. I mean, Hawthorne's jersey over the years has been, you know, pretty much besides some, you know, doing some alternative ones for games and everything, Hawthorne's has always been their traditional kind of top as well. But their Adidas one looked really good. I don't know
1: why it looked good in Adidas compared to others, but I think Adidas do, they do a good jersey. I think the width of the stripes makes some sort of subtle difference. Um, If you're, Follow a team that's got stripes. I mean, yeah. Some people like a thicker stripe. Some people like a thinner one. I, I tend to like a slightly thicker one. But um, you know, like the thing with 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 the jerseys, uh, pure and simple, is um, I've got I, I look at the what they're made of, and I go, you know what? The the first thing that Puma changed when they st- started making ours was they got rid of the sewed emblem. Yep, and just put a sticker on it yep and you just know that's going to come off uh, oh stitching, yeah stitching stitching comes out and the other thing is um it's as if they're only designed to fit on a on a person with an e- an eating disorder and weight loss issues or no weight gain issues in um in in manila because they're Mate, so I, small I think, I think that's across the board
0: so many people these days are actually saying that about a number of jerseys like Everyone I know who buys a football jersey—when and when I say football, we're talking world game—they're um, all buying a size or two up. And if they do make a jersey that's the right size, and you go two sizes up, then it looks stupid as well. So it's really hard these days to know what you should. We're wear putting the what...
1: putting the jerseys on our kids for rugby the other week, and we've got a new set for um, you know, for our boys sevens now. Yep. And uh, some of the some of the boys—I mean, the, the, the younger, smaller boys—we're really struggling to. Put them on and take them off because they're designed to be like quite tight fitting. And, yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, but it's amazing how tight fitting they are. I mean, you can't breathe; it's no good to, is it? Mate, I, I tell you, <coughs> the,
0: the jumpers I miss, mate. Are the um, and, and yes, they were itchy as hell. And if you had a good mum or dad, they'd put it on a wool wash. But I do miss the woolen jumpers. But there's something about pulling on your woolen jumper that you know these ones that are almost t-shirt material at the moment. It's, it's just not the same. It's just not my, the same.
1: Got my Brisbane Bears, couple of Brisbane Bears in wool. i got a, uh, what else have I got? I've got a, um, a Collingwood in wool. And um, yeah, they're some of my favourite, favourite, uh, you know, I know we're supposed to call them jumpers, but jerseys. And uh, one that I would love to get, I always wanted to get, was a long-sleeve St Kilda woolen one with the big yeah. shield on it. That will be my favourite AFL jerseys.
0: Well, where I grew up uh, in Frankston, in Victoria, was very uh, St. Kilda-based, and I did quite often envy um, the St. Kilda jumper. Not that I wanted to follow the Saints, but I I agree with you. I thought it looked really, really sensational. Um, Mm. Mate, we've covered this a fair bit over the years, and we'll come back to it, but I think there might be a little bit... We might be a bit thin on the ground at the moment, but any sporting documentaries kind of calling out to you again? I know we've touched on a number of them, but it feels with COVID a lot of the ones we might have been watching now have
1: been put on hold? I'm, You know, I've been going through a, an internal coil with myself about what I do or don't do with regard to ESPN packaged content. Yeah. Um, and I really struggled. And I, so I used to get a lot of my things like this through them. Um, I find myself now taking far more interest in podcasts. And I just went back today and I was listening to... um. Uh, I listened to a couple by um uh the Totally Football guys on the Galazzo podcast about Oh yep uh, yep yep great players in the Serie A and the, the 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 team of the decade 1990 to 2000 um in the Serie A and and they also did a quite an, an exciting Paul Gascoigne month and so I really like their stuff as far as on TV goes I haven't watched a really I haven't watched a series or a I haven't watched any NFL documentaries because I, 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 got, you know, everything was sort of sound the same to me a uh, lot in the last year and a half. Yeah. And like you said, and I think you said you said um, yeah. you're sick of watching hero stories, and yeah. I, I kind of am so sick of that. I, I, I want a different angle. I, I, I don't want. I get it. I mean, I like to see where people struggle, but I also think that um, some of the most uplifting stuff you see is like the story of, um, oh, what's his name, um the dude from um, Essendon, the, oh, others, the, from... The, the TV on guy. Oh, yes. You
0: know oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. I've just gone completely blank myself. Um, uh, Tip and Woody,
1: uh, McDonald's Tip, Tip and Woody. Woody. Um, and I like, you know, I, I love that. So I, I want to watch a documentary about him. Yeah. And uh, that's what I want to see. I don't oh, want to watch... It... I don't want to watch, you know, uh, the 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 Liz Cambage breakdown um, documentary on ESPN because that's who they'll go with. Mate, I watched. Um, I've been watching. I uh, uh, definitely COVID has affected this
0: series, but a series that I actually love watching um, is Last Chance U. Not the basketball one, that was okay, but Last Chance U on. Uh, I think it's on Netflix uh, about football teams, so they might be second or third division, college oh. teams, and and players come in and play from. And it's not necessarily about winning the season. For the coach, it is. He wants to win, like, a, a state title and then go mm. into a national title at the lower level. So he's got that. But the, the guys who are – they might have been Division One football players and they had a drug charge or couldn't get their grades yeah. up and stuff and they go down. I love those ones, man. I know they're Yeah, no, I, a I,
1: bit- I I watched the first two series of that and it was really good. Um, and, and it is because, you know, it doesn't all work out. Yes,
0: and that's what I like about it, you know.
1: So yeah, those those kind of ones are getting me. I used to really love um and I, I, I I'm I'm not gonna say what happened, but I I I've for the first time in many years I've I've um unsubscribed from NFL Game Pass for this season. And I I'm just gonna just check it out, just follow it online and, you know, all that sort of stuff and watch it on Channel Seven with the with the games that come up and I'm sure I'll get what I want from that. But I used to really, really look forward to um Hard knocks. Yes, and, same, same. And one of the main reasons that I unsubs- one of the main reasons I subscribed in the first place was to watch Hard Knocks and A Football Life. And I watched them. I I watched an amazing amount of those because you know you yeah, know how same, much I, yeah. time I invested in love in the NFL. But you know, sometimes you can see too much of something and go, you know what I I don't want to see any more of it. And and I got there with that, and I'm certainly there with um, hard knocks. But I will contend that I think that the last, you know, maybe for they've been on a bit of a tailspin for about four seasons, five seasons. So I'm not interested, even though they said this year they're going with. Did they come up with the Cowboys again? Cowboys. Yep. Well, that, I, they're always worth watching because the Cowboys are, is a magnetic thing. But you know what? I've watched a couple of highlights on YouTube. I'm
0: sure of Mate- the best bits. I've got to say that I've been watching um, almost religiously when I'm having breakfast and stuff like that. I've been watching um, boxing documentaries. Um, oh, yeah. Always loved, always loved my boxing. And some of these are fan-made ones. God, the quality is good. And and there's yeah. a couple of guys out there. Uh, I don't want to get them in trouble. So I don't say. It. there's a couple of guys and you're not a basketball man. So I get that. But there's a couple where they go back and it'll be, it's a guy doing his own channel and he's just doing a great job. He'll have, players like Larry Bird or Kareem and stuff. So I'm seeing the documentaries and the guys I kind of remember on that. I mean, I know, them. Don't, don't get me wrong, but I mean, I kind of remember watching them a little bit because yeah. uh, we. It, Larry Bird was, he was too old. I uh, was too young when Larry Bird was in his prime to really appreciate it. But I, I've been watching nonstop documentaries on Larry Bird. The, the guy was doing things and I reckon he doesn't get as much credit as he should. Because the guy was doing things that no one was doing back in the day. You know, the fallback, mm. the fallback jump shot. Um, he never practiced three-point shooting. Every, always, All the stories about him, If the worst thing you could ever do was mouth off at him. Mm. Because he would say something, mate. If you ever, I know you know a basketball man. If you want to see like a legend who would back himself up, someone would say like, ah, oh, he's past his prime. And Larry would say to them, I'm going to get 50 on you tonight. And he would. In his last shot of the game, he'd get 51
1: points and his team would win. That'd make it... Those... Yeah, I, I wouldn't mind watching the stories like that because those guys are absolute legends. I, it, whether it's him or Magic Johnson, or I watched the Michael Jordan thing like everyone else did. I mean, it's great. But that stuff's awesome. I tell you what I did watch. I watched... Um, remember during the Tour de France, there was a week or so of sports docos on SBS? Yes. Uh, I watched a bunch of those and they were fabulous. The, the one on Lance Armstrong was outrageous. Yeah. Um, the one yeah. on... Um, Tonya Harding was just outrageously brilliant uh, me and Louise it, sat there and watched that couldn't couldn't how
0: good is it you, you,
1: just you knew it was coming but it was like wow
0: but you, you did I'm so happy you said that because that's the exact feeling I had you knew exact you already knew exactly the stuff that was happening but it's you couldn't have written, I know people say this you could not have written that story
1: could you for Hollywood No, and I don't think anybody would, you know, if what happened happened, I don't think anybody would know in Australia anything about um, that sport. No, no. And then there was the one, the the Maradona one, which was obviously, um, as always, we always got to mention him. And um, I did watch a series uh, a little bit earlier than that. I was just remembering about too. It was about. It's called the Dark Side of Wrestling. Oh, did you see that?
0: No, I haven't it was on Vice, not...
1: Vice, it was a Vice series, but it was on SBS. And it was um yeah, it was great. It was some of those old names that you just, you know, you grew up with. And I mean I wouldn't Okay, that's on the uh, list. That's going on the list for me. I wouldn't cross the road from here to next door to watch wrestling on TV now, but uh, you know, when you're a kid, it was awesome. I was watching Beauty Bobby... and the Geek last night and they were doing some freelance wrestling with the with yes. the um with the geeks, and I was like, you know what? I'd actually pay to go down to a local wrestling night and watch a couple of dudes just like swinging around a ring and just doing stuff because I reckon it'd be awesome. And and Queensland
0: has a hell of a lot of them. They have a hell of Mm. a lot of mini gyms that are doing like uh, wrestling nights. And I tell you, um, I live in Caboolture and there's a lot around this area and I've always gone, maybe I should do it. You know what? I'm going to.
1: Let's do it. Let's hit a night up and go. We're doing a little okay. correspondence from there. Why not?
0: Why not? Right, right. Let's do it. I'm, I'm I'm up for it. We will do that. So let's sort that one out uh, post show. I reckon it'll be one of those nights where you go, "How good is this?" Um, I went and saw some local ice hockey in South Australia a few years ago, right? Mm-hmm. Because you know, you know me, I'll go and see any sport at all, and I had an absolute ball. Like I was in. The seats next to the players, you know, when they come in, it they sub in and out nonstop, and they're sitting in their glass area. And yeah, it was like it was like being in an American movie kind of thing. I was sitting there thinking, wow, this could be slap shot. I should pour some uh, coke on one of the guys' heads. Not yeah. that I would, but you know what I mean. Just it, it was one of those nights where I just yeah thoroughly enjoyed it. It was around the around the corner from my house, so I'd go and watch this really poor team and just have an absolute ball. So I think we should go and hit up the wrestling. Let's do it. Okay. Now, my kids' ears are all being affected by their iPods, so I'm thinking I might take them to a monster truck night as well. I think (laughs) I might do that. I think, you know, if I'm really going to destroy their hearing, I might as well do that.
1: That stretches a bit too far. Anyway.
0: Maybe for you, mate, but I've gone – I suppose a bit of a different background to you growing up. I was the guy on the BMX tracks or the dirt bikes or – skate ramps and everything so I still have that kind of hankering to watch a little bit of that as well I can't help it um TV won't do it justice if you ever you would have seen kids on on skate ramps or whatever <sighs> now yeah those got guys, guys going 10 12 14 feet in the air and landing I' just like wow I can barely do a ollie and landed in the street now so yeah. I don't know mate but I suppose what I'm trying to say is and I think you were saying it a little bit before, the commercialisation of a lot of our documentaries, and at the moment, the AFL, and I can't believe how long it's taken the AFL and the NRL to start doing these kind of behind the scene documentaries, I actually have no passion to want to see that. I don't know why. I just don't really care. Uh, I think we've been saturated in Australia with um, so much, I don't know, so much behind-the-scenes kind of, you know, let's break the story first kind of situations, that I don't really want to see it. A year later.
1: After the game in the AFL, they're, they're standing in the dressing room and you got Brian Taylor walking around being an idiot and asking, and, and you can see everything and they don't get a moment to themselves. And I'm with you. I, I don't really care. I've seen it all before. And, I feel like they're a little bit late to the party, was it? Yeah. And
0: that's what I was saying at the start of that. Um, I think they're a decade too late. Maybe I would have been interested when their market wasn't so saturated. You know, we've got AFL three hundred and sixty and NRL tonight, and all these different shows. That um, we already have a great insight into the players and coaches and everything. Now they're very, I think they've almost been
1: forced by their governing bodies to do that. Yeah, and I you know, think you've got to have you want to have some kind of a continuum. Just if they're going to start up and just flip around between different teams and clubs, the the, the one I want to see, them make keep making now that they've done it. Is I want to see what happens next at Sunderland. Yes, you know, like that,
0: die. we love that's that. got we it. Love that. you
1: know, because everyone's now invested in the whole thing. It's like, I mean, if they went and did it at Newcastle, it's pointless. Like, who cares? You know, oh, I don't even care. Like, um, I'd rather just keep watching that because you don't have time to, to do everything. Yeah. It. It's just yeah, I agree with you. Well, I, I did watch the
0: the I did watch the Richmond one, of course, when they won the two thousand and seventeen Premiership because. There was no inkling that Richmond was going to win the premiership that year. You know what I mean? Mm. In 2016, in our final game, Sydney beat us by 25 goals. So they did it behind the scenes thinking Richmond was going to be a train wreck and they end up winning the premiership. Now that, for me, being a Richmond supporter was amazing because it was a train wreck to glory, if that makes sense. I don't now want to see, even if we win five premierships in the next 10 years, I don't really want to see the behind the scenes stuff. I'm kind of over it. So that's uh, that's my bit on that. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing some of the lower level clubs still behind the scenes either. You know, like the, a conference club in England trying to trying to climb up into the you know the national kind of leagues. I wouldn't mind seeing some of that kind of stuff. But maybe focusing on three or four clubs.
1: Yeah, you know, that could be that interesting. <clears> throat> throat> That'd be interesting. Um, yeah, and following them around. But there has to be a, a reason that you're watching it too. You know, Like yeah. And- yeah. But if it was um, following
0: around, for example, three or four clubs that had, had gone close to getting up into the national tiers and watching the gaffer um, take the boys for training and then be the same guy who's also lacing the boots, you know, that kind of thing. I don't know. I, I have a bit of a hankering for that as opposed to seeing Arsenal for a year or, or or Manchester United behind the scenes. I don't want to see any of that.
1: No, I can't think of anything more boring than watching those big clubs do it behind the scenes. No, And thanks.
0: that's why that Sunderland... Uh, documentary "Sunday Until I Die" and we're not paid to promote it. And uh, John is a Newcastle fan, as you know, and I'm a Villa fan, so we're certainly not invested in that regard. But seeing the, they were so transparent, showing us how they failed trying to get transfers through and things like that. I just thought that was really yeah. awesome of them
1: to allow Until, that. And well. having to go like to the to the pub to talk to the fans. Yes, you know, and and stuff like that. there's no way Arsenal's going to do that or. I keep talking about Arsenal, but any of those big clubs, they're not going to do that. Like, and the players aren't going to bother with that. But if and you want to it's... laugh,
0: if, if you want to laugh, mm. that you can always get, uh, you can always watch uh, the guys who do Arsenal TV after an Arsenal loss. The meltdowns mm. are absolutely epic. They <laughs> are fantastic. Uh. Oh mate, hey, um, we had one of our good friends who can't come on the show at the moment. Um talk about uh, Richmond vans being imbeciles last week. Um, and I would agree. I think the worst of any club are imbeciles. But, hey, anyone who wants to throw racist comments on social media, anyone who's surprised that that's going to happen, I think we've said it a million times uh, ad nauseum. If you want to see the worst of human nature and the best in one night, you can get on social media. If you want to be affected, it can affect you. There's a really easy solution for this, guys put your phone down, put your device down, go and hang out with your kids, your friends, your family, and don't be worried about the people who don't even know you. I think that's one of the easiest solutions. There's no, we, we all know racism's there. We all know that people want to dent because they didn't win their multi. So if you want to not be upset by it, put your phone down. And that's advice you've given right. in the past, mate.
1: No, I said to school students, it's, it's it's as simple as you want to make it. And, you know, I've got no time at all for it. I and look, <clears throat> I also don't actually believe that every t- every time there's one of these things, it doesn't matter what the situation is now. There's racist tweets flying around, right? It yep. doesn't matter what it is, and that's always the first thing that they cling to. I opened up the BBC Sport another um, day, and the first like seven of the of the first eight stories were all something about that, right? Whether it was um, yep. whether it was race or gender or whatever, and and tweets that said this and that and whatever. It's like, if there's three tweets in the whole of the world, or, you know, that you're upset about, then it shouldn't even make the news. But the, they don't. no one talks about the sport anymore. And that's one of the no. reasons why I've switched off, because um, I don't really care. And uh, I'm like, whatever, because do you know what else I don't believe? Paul's a bit like the mental illness thing. I get it. I know it's huge. It's around. I don't actually believe every time people tell me they get death threats on Twitter. Hmm. do you hmm. no nah. and even if they did get them um... what is that I mean it's always the same thing it's like oh my god let's burn the whole world down it's like don't look at it they know for certain one of the things is you teach the kids at school for certain insurers like something like a mean um, text message Yep. if you sit there all night on your phone look at it, you read it over and over again you build yourself up into a state and it makes you really vulnerable to being like um Um, feeling bad about yourself and stuff like that. Yep. But if you delete it or you don't look at it or you, heaven forbid, turn your phone off at night and go to bed, it won't affect you.
0: Mate, you know I use um, social media huge for my different sport pages and everything like that. And I've really tried in the last few months to focus on um, positive stories. So I put up – and sorry about that. No, not at all. I put up, um, so I might put up a picture of a, a famous Villa player from like 70 years ago and, and the stats or, or maybe a little side story about them, you know, that yeah. they were working as a boilermaker, you know, and, and finishing their shift and going to training. And so I'm putting up stuff like that and God, it's getting positive feedback and really big numbers because I think people with everything bad that's going on in the world at the moment want to see good stuff. I think we're so sick of the negative that I did a bit of a muck around. Put I put up something, not negative, but something a little bit more negative than I normally would. I put up something positive and the positive went through the roof. And so yeah. that's what I'm gravitating towards and learning about players from my club, you know, uh, Ruckman from Richmond from, you know, 60-odd years ago, you know, different things like that.
1: Yeah, when they actually had to um, work.
0: Yep. Do a couple of different jobs, not get paid, buy their own boots, all that kind of stuff. Maybe you been to
1: war or something like that. Yeah,
0: 100%. Look yeah. out, those guys are amazing. The cricketers who come back from war and, and you know, they're just past their prime and they've missed out on their prime and they make a century and stuff. I don't think we celebrate those kind of things enough. You know, people no. coming back from, you know, and we don't. But I think. You know, we, we, we call people heroes and everything so easily this day or legends of the game and stuff. You know what? There's not actually that many legends of, of sport. They're fantastic in the moment, but are they actually legends? I don't think there'll be many legends from the past few years of AFL. I mean, Buddy Franklin, he will go down as one of the legends, whether you like him or not. The guy's going to kick a 1,000-odd goals in a in a time when no one will kick a thousand goals again you know what i mean like mm. unless the sport dramatically changes he's the last bastion of guys who kick a ton of goals that that's legendary to me there's yeah. not many rugby league players i think jonathan thurston um you know cam, people say cam smith but i mate i'm a melbourne storm fan and if you told me right now you can take cam smith in their prime or jonathan thurston i'll take jonathan thurston okay because he you was cam a legend Oh, no, no, I know that, but I'm, I'm talking, I'm just being honest with you, mate. If someone said, right now, you can choose one of those two players in their prime, I, I think I would have taken JT. I think he was more fun to watch.
1: My favourite player of that era, of Queensland, that great Queensland era, was Greg Inglis. Now, he's not going to make it on that. In, he's got to go close, but he's not going to make that list. But I think uh, in order of influence, it goes Smith, one, Thurston two, Locker three. But I I don't look, you know, it's we that's a question about notice. I don't want to get called out for. No, no. I don't think Billy Slater's amongst those two. I think Billy Slater's a great player, uh, but he's, he's he's been talked up in hindsight into this incredible position, and he's not those two. I'm
0: probably, um, I know what I know what you're saying, and I think obviously playing majority of his career at fullback, um, Kind of changes that a little bit as well, but having seen you know most of his games, I've never seen a better fallback, and I that's all I'll say. I, and I'm biased, so he just the longer the longer over. Cameron
1: Smith went on, you could argue that I've never seen a better player, and that's pretty. I, I was sort of say the same thing about JT, but then he, he kept going Smith, and 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 he he, he never got worse. Anyway, Smith, let's not I argue. About 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 say, that.
0: No, let's not. Smith never got worse. That is 100% correct. We're not putting mm. down any of the players we'd have spoken about. Um, mm. He's probably the smartest footballer I've ever seen. Every time they changed the rules, he adapted. Every time they, you know, okay, holding holding down in the ruck, which he did. Okay, well, I won't do that anymore. And he just, I know they talk about this term all the time, the general on the field. He was the general, I've, the best general I've ever seen in NRL. And durable, man. You've got to remember the dude's playing in a land of giants up front. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Cam, if you you do listen in, mate, I do love you. Um, I cherish the times. I've got a few photos with you and stuff. So, um, yes. But uh, I don't know. Mate, sport docos. I'm telling you now, I think YouTube and places like that really are having a great – they're really – they're helping me kind of um, see different kind of viewpoints on sport and history and stuff like that. I'm just, I'm just loving it, mate. So we might chuck down a list of kind of our favorite YouTube uh, docos as well. Yeah. I love YouTube. It's creative. It's different. But most of the time there, that everyone has an agenda but some of these people, their agenda is just to show their love of the sport. So that, yeah, that, that really stuff. resonates with me. Yep. Um mate this is not the end point of our discussion about docos or jerseys or anything it's just we thought we'd make it a bit of a different show tonight um any uh anything you want to talk about there any i've got a couple yes no's for you
1: all right well um i'll just do quickly want to mention that um if there's anybody who's not living in queensland or new south wales and hasn't seen the absolutely ludicrous situations happening with quade cooper as australian citizenship i think it's a it's an absolute oh. disgrace on the Australian government. I, I, can't, I don't know what they're doing. Um, you might be able to say that he had some issues when he was a younger guy. But, you know, I, as far as rugby players go, when he played for Australia at the World Cup and he went back and played in New Zealand in that World Cup, I thought he was treated by the New Zealand crowds and the New Zealand press and the public as, as one of the absolute... I've heard a lot of garbage of people saying, oh, my God, I can't believe how I was vilified by fans. He was literally abused in the most vile fashion during that yeah. World Cup over there playing for Australia. And, and if they can't give him a citizenship as some of the other people who get it and they qualify him for some sort of sub-level Olympic or Commonwealth Games sport, then they are kidding. He's applied four times and he hasn't gotten it? What the yeah. hell's going on? He played for Australia 70 times and Queensland 100 times. And yeah. not only that, at different times, he was arguably the best player in the world.
0: Oh, mate, the <clears throat> most exciting time of ever watching Queensland Reds was when he was flying, you know, when the Reds were just throwing the ball around, even in uh, a metre out from the line, they'd throw the ball around. And he,
1: uh, yeah, he deserves a lot more respect. When well, I first saw it, doing. I thought it was a joke. Uh, yeah, I, I, I actually thought it was a Mick idea. I saw him on TV uh, talking about it. And he's, you know, he's a generally pretty positive guy. And, and he looked at it, but I mean, if I'm him, I mean, I'm saying... The fact he's had the fact that he's done it four times before he's actually let it get out into the press yeah. might actually say something about the guy. Do you know what I mean? Right, I agree on with great you. Cooper's this that. not. He wasn't grandstanding after one. I, I don't know why he didn't have it after he played one game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Nor do I, Sorry. mate. I, 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 as I said to you, I thought it was a mick take as well. I, I couldn't uh, believe it. And then I, then a read up more about it, and I'm. I'm flabbergasted, and we let idiots into this country when there's other people trying to get back to see their you know, families' funerals and so forth. It's just yeah. the world is truly, truly insane. Mate, I've actually had a ball tonight, and we've gone into almost 50-odd minutes already, so I'm just going to give you a couple of yes-no's before we head off for the night, and and, and I think yeah. we'll, we'll do a similar show next week. Um, coming up to the important part of the seasons in different sports, we might wait a little bit see what COVID's doing and uh, we'll throw out a few suggestions to fans this week to see what they want us to talk about because that always comes back pretty good. But a couple of yes nos for you. Pretty simple one, same kind of theory that we've always got. Will the Tokyo Olympics, go ahead. Uh, Yes. Will um, there be another Queensland team in the NRL by 2023?
1: Uh, yeah. What's the year now? Is it 2021 now? 2021. I <laughs> Sorry, I forgot. Um, uh, uh yes. Oh, I like it. I like it. Um,
0: oh. will the Brisbane Lions win the grand final in 2021?
1: Uh, I said yes all the time,
0: but i got to say no right now. Um, will you feel a lot better next
1: week when we do the podcast? I hope so. Um, <laughs> I, I do. I, I really hope so. Um, what do you say? I, the show's got to go on, though, doesn't it? You Even have for that absolute. You have soldiered on, mate. I've
0: really appreciated you uh, soldiering up and not leaving me hand solo. The cat's there to try and rescue you. They can always yeah. tell when you're
1: in pain, mate. Any final words for the pod? Thank you to everyone who actually listens to us. And I, um, I don't know who you are, or I, I don't really know how many or whatever. But I, I know it's a few, and I really appreciate it. Um, and I hope that. The simple little bits and pieces that I bring to this uh, um, entertains you for a half an hour or so. Mate, go. we got we,
0: we got a good we got a good audience. Uh, we ain't gone about numbers. We have got a good audience, got a loyal audience, and we really appreciate uh, you guys taking the time to listen. There's a lot of traffic out there. There's a lot of noise. If you want us to um, talk about anything for you, you can get us at love Sport on uh, Twitter and Facebook. And get me at Paul underscore football. You probably won't get John too much on Twitter at Lambic Peach,
1: but please. You can leave um, whatever message you want there. Hey, you can leave yeah. a death rate if you want. I'm not going to look at it. No, but if
0: you want to throw your questions up for the pod, um, you can come through Paul underscore football. Um, I've never not put a question into the podcast if you brought it up. So um, always good to have you on the show, mate, as a co-host. You are the co-host and uh, we'll be back next week.
1: And go Queensland's a great night to be living in Olympic City.
0: 100%. I, we, I cannot believe we didn't bring that up. We are going to host an Olympics, and you can say what you want. The four years between uh, Euros, the four years between World Cups, the four years between Olympics are sensational, and we will, in our lifetime, God bless, um, get to see an Olympics at home, mate.
1: Yeah, hey, cheers.
0: That's good. Woo! Oh, what a great ending. Thank you for listening to the Love Sport Podcast. Uh, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Love Sport Podcast. I was Paul, your host, and joined by my co-host, John. Get us on the Love Sport Podcast on Facebook and Twitter. Join the conversation. Get me on Paul underscore football. Give me a follow. Give me a comment. Do whatever you choose to do. Block me. It's all good. And get John on Randic Peach. This is, was, and always will be the Love Sport Podcast.